Match day 25, Valor FC 1, Atletico Ottawa 1. Four draws in a row and still no open play goals in sight. But who needs to score from open play when you can do this? The man most likely to will swing this in from the right-hand side. It's a good one. Oh, it's fantastic. It's absolutely magnificent. It's Hollywood. And my goodness, is he box office or what? And suddenly you can hear a pin drop inside IG Field. Oli Bassett equalizes direct from the corner. We're back where we started. It's 1-1. ATO After the Whistle, the official podcast of the Capital City Supporters Group. I'm Johnny MacArthur. I'm here with Patty Dornan all season long, every Tuesday, giving you reactions, analysis, and hot takes. Patty, draw city. What What's going on? How do you feel about this one? <laughs> um, I have feelings, you know, about it. Um, yeah. It's it's tough to pick up another draw. That's what four in a row now. Four four in a row. Four draws in a row. Killing four it. draws in a row. Two goals. Both of them scored by Ali Bassett. Both of them set pieces. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, I mean it's tough because like I stayed up till you know the game started for me at like midnight, so I stayed up till like one thirty in the morning watching. And for the first oh. half, I was like, "Fuck, I regret this." <laughs> like, I want to go the, to bed. Yeah, for the first <laughs> for the first thirty minutes, I was just hating it. Uh, um, yeah. And then, honestly, second half was a little bit of a pick me up, which was nice. Um, yep. I obviously hated getting scored on the way we got scored yep. on, but you know that's yep. how it goes sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, obviously, to see Ollie Bassett like pick us up and drag drag us into thing. what point uh well, that's like essentially what it was wasn't it, it was yeah. like all right fuck you we're getting a point here if i have to do it my damn self yeah, and he sure <laughs> did um yeah no like man it was a that was a scary match to watch like as much as i enjoy like a good back and forth which we've seen a lot uh i also hate feeling like i'm gonna throw up for the whole game which is kind of <laughs> how i felt during this one um yeah i mean we yeah. got yeah we Agreed. got we got dunked on in a set piece shocker that seems yeah. to be RMO. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, we like I said, we, we talked about it as an area of weakness, and honestly, like as soon as Raya lined up for that corner, which was the off that like stupid foul slash free kick and then off and then Sissoko was yelling at the ref and then it was a corner and whatever. Yeah. I was like, I, 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 was, I knew we were fucked. I was like, Ray is going to put this to somebody and they're going to put it in. Um, well, it's the thing is it's fun. like you expect, you expect Jean-Baptiste to score off corners cause he does it so often, but you expect him to get the, when the aerial doers deal duels cause it's to get the header. Cause that's what he normally does. And the fact that <laughs> our, CB, Atletico Madrid B's captain who we signed, who was, you know, pumped up as an aerial threat when he was signed, absolutely just dropped the fucking ball on that and let AGB score. Not off a header, but just kicking it because yep. he let the ball fall to him was pretty fucking embarrassing. Yeah. And that was pretty rough to see. Yeah, I definitely put my face in my hands when I saw that happen. I was yeah. just like, Jesus Christ. Um, and I, I felt really bad for Nathan Ingham because, like, there was absolutely, like, he guessed and he almost got a piece of it, but I'm like, man, there's nothing you no. can do on those ones. Like, 
I mean, when dude's at the edge of the six-yard box with a perfect uh, angle and stance to absolutely just smash a fucking right-footed kick right to the net, you're not going to stop it. I don't, I don't care who you are. I mean, it's unless probably not going to stop. It. I mean, unless it's Blue Tabla, and then you would kick it into the stands somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Which he almost did again oh. in this game. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, uh, Carlo, like we ran a, a five-three-two, um, yep. surprisingly filled with mostly veterans. I know, like we've talked a lot about under twenty-one minutes and how important under twenty-one minutes. Are mm-hmm. and then you've got you know the, the, a lot of veterans. You've got Carl with the armband on, and then you've basically just got Zacharia under twenty-one men's boots up there with uh, with Camus yeah. uh, and Carl and Tabo on the right. He played high in the attack role, which I I don't know how I feel about um, honestly having Baloo kind of up there. He was up there with Malcolm Sh- or not Malcolm Shaw, um, Brian Wright, but Brian Wright, yeah. But um, <laughs> I mean, again, I think Brian Wright may not have may as well not have been there honestly, for most of that game. Um, so it's it's tough because I think that Baloo can be effective when our midfields are are firing on all cylinders, but they really weren't for a lot of that game, um, which I left will, him by I himself. Say, I will say that even though Brian missed that golden chance, um, he was in a really good position to get that pass. Yeah. And he, he was making good runs in the channels to receive passes in dangerous uh, spots there, which is something you want to see from a striker like him. Uh, so, I mean, you know, there was like a bit of improvement in that respect, sort of getting himself involved in the game. Yeah. There's also other moments where he just, you know, just absolutely turned off and wasn't didn't run for balls and let it go out for. A, for oh, yeah. Instead. I was just I like, was like, what, like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, we literally just had a, a crazy phase of attacking play there. You could recycle that ball and popped it back in. There was three guys still up there, but instead he just sauntered towards it and let it roll out for a throw. And I was literally in that moment, I was like, <laughs> sub off, like get mouth. Yeah, I think I don't even remember what I said in the like, chat, but it was like. Jesus fucking Christ, Brian. Like maybe, <laughs> like, yeah, it's time for a, it's time for a sub. Like, yeah, so, but I mean, again, you, you make a good point. I don't think he had his worst game, honestly. I, th- right. I think he was okay. Um, but right now in in the offense, I think we're, we're coming down to brass tacks here towards the end of the season. We're making our playoff yeah. run. A lot of, I mean, obviously these last three games are going to determine where we sit on the table. Um, yeah. So I think that that type of inconsistency isn't something that we can yeah. kind of brush off anymore, um, no, which we have no, been no, no. doing have pretty to, much all season. Yeah, so Exactly. You have to be burying those chances like that one that he had. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't give a shit. Like, you, if you're a striker that doesn't touch the ball a lot and doesn't affect the game a lot, but sometimes you get into a great spot that you get a good chance, you have to bury it. Otherwise, what's the point? Well, and even, I think even KJ said, like, in the broadcast, he was like, that was like a <laughs> perfectly weighted ball from Ollie to Carl yeah. and then it was a, a, a gimme pass like it should have yeah. been a goal and it wasn't and yep. you know yep. here here we are um, which sucks because I, I do think that if we had scored earlier in the first half like on some of those on some of those attacks um, mm-hmm. it would have changed the 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 vibe of the game for us because I think that we were kind of I would describe it maybe as like for the first half, especially and then early parts of the second half, like it was like a knife fight in a phone booth. Like I just yeah. I don't think like either team <laughs> was was really like pressing super hard. I do think yeah. that that Valor had the upper hand for most of it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And especially like when Sean Rea didn't score after he uh, after he deked out. I, I think it was uh, was it Tiso or anyway, it was someone on the right. Um, or maybe it was Sissoko and he like put it right between his legs uh, nutmegged him and then I was like oh this is going in and luckily yeah. Nathan in his infinite wisdom yeah. did a sliding save yeah so um, that, was a, that was a moment of the match right there that, I think that so stop for yeah. sure yeah. <laughs> because I was I was sure that was going in like yeah. he was clear th- clear through I was like oh fuck here we go <laughs> mm. and it was a classic Sean Rea like run and so it was yeah it was definitely terrifying 
Um, but yeah, so I mean, other than that, uh, I think we should maybe take a second here to talk about everyone's favorite topic, the referees in this game. <laughs> Ugh. 24 fouls, three yellows. All the yellows were given to ATO. Um, and yeah. honestly, of those three, like Malcolm Shaw's was the we- one of the weakest yellows I think I've ever seen. No, that wasn't even a season. foul. It wasn't no. even a foul, let alone a yellow. And normally I try to be a little bit objective about these. Be like, oh, you can give it, you could not give it. No, he kicked the ball and the ball made the other guy fall over and then he got a yellow for it. Like, yeah. fuck off. Yeah. It wasn't even a foul, let alone a yellow. Well, exactly. And I mean, like, it wasn't even just that either. Like, aside from yellows and fouls, like giving the ball to the wrong team on touchline outs, like they gave Valor, I think, a corner off of an out that everyone saw went off of a Valor player. Yeah. You missed yeah. throw-ins. Um, I mean, it's it's like Ollie Bassett is... Didn't give, didn't give us the corner we were supposed to have it, well, after yeah. Brian's chance. Exactly. Like, Brian didn't just miss the net. Yeah. It hit the keeper and then went out of bounds. And then and they got a goal kick. A yeah, exactly. So, I mean, it's tough because like Ollie Bassett is generally a fairly quiet player out there. You don't hear him mm-hmm. kind of yelling a whole lot. And to hear him like on the broadcast yelling at the referee about a throw-in, I'm like, yeah. oh boy. Um, but I mean, again, like you guys are uh, out there, everyone listening, you've, you've heard a lot from us on refereeing just in general and the quality and the yeah. caliber of refs. Um, so, I mean, I, I, I gotta, I gotta throw it. If any of you guys watched the post game presser after the Cavs game, um, yeah. jo- to, uh, Tommy Wilden Jr. had some real interesting words to say, uh, after that game. These are great games. Um, uh, yeah, great games that were decided by, um, mistakes, whether that's, um, our own um, or uh, external, just put it that way. So yeah, there you go. Yeah, outside forces. Well, and I, I, again, like <laughs> external. You, you know, if if we talk about it, and now the coaches are starting to talk about it, like I think there's just there's an issue that goes beyond just like two dudes, you and I, just sitting here drinking beer and talking football once a week yeah. or twice a week or whatever. Like, yeah. it's it's frustrating because I I think we're getting to a tipping point in the league where the expansion's happening, where we're we're developing a a little bit of a reputation as far as. Um, professional sports like you're seeing a lot more of our clips on some of the, the like i think uh all these gold even went on on bg sports like on on twitter so you're starting to bleacher, see, it hit yeah, bleacher report, bleacher report. Within like 10 minutes it exactly was like 10 minutes it was up there so <laughs> so you're starting to see kind of people like like different venues and outlets pick up uh, the canadian premier league but then when you have yeah. embarrassing ass performances like that i'm it just like bad. man yeah it's like they're ruining matches they're tarnishing our reputation like I don't know. That's my ref spiel. Uh, in the words of the German customs officer who didn't like the way I unpacked my electronics on the way here, do better. You must do, do better. Be- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's such a big like uh, uh, character attack with, for something so small, so small as being at airport customs. Yeah. Yeah, do better. Do better. Damn. You mean like, like with right, everything? <laughs> It made me reevaluate my all of my life choices. God damn, man. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah. So with that, I mean, again, we're not going to belabor it. So let's jump into some match stats yeah. here. Yep. Um, possession was like 60-40 roughly uh, for Valor. Yep. Pretty standard, I think, for us. Uh, like, I don't know yeah. about you, but like, that's pretty much how we play. We kind of let them play around the ball most of the time in the first half, and then in the second half, where we f- some for some reason find our find our feet under us um, and yep. get some shape. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean. You know, I don't know what Carlos said to the boys in the locker room, but like, I wish he would say it at the start of the game because <laughs> like, 
I, I think it's, you know, for I, I mentioned football manager a lot. Anyone out there that plays football manager that knows when they play a shitty half and they go to their halftime speech and they click the little throw water bottle button <laughs> to express your anger. I think he threw the water bottle at halftime. I <laughs> think what probably the fuck is going on. <laughs> yeah. Get it together. I, li- I put I mean, he put out probably one of the strongest lineups available to him in yep. that game. And said, under 21 minutes, be damned. I want to win this one. And they came out and played like that in the first half. You know he was fuming. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I mean, again, I can only imagine... I think at one point they cut to him after Valor had scored, and I was like, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Carlos is not happy. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Well, there's I, a comedy of errors. I mean, like, we, kept, we, we couldn't string three passes together. We kept giving the ball away. Mm. And then, you know, and then to concede a goal like that especially was just... Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, awful. It's not, it was, not was, great. was quite bad. Um, Even though obviously it was in the second half, but I mean, like you know, for him that would have been the last job. Be like, okay, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, do, <laughs> did you even? Did we even practice? Did you remember practice? Like, what is happening right now? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, it's it's tough because we've seen how the team when they're firing properly we've seen how they can play together how they can move the ball around how they can recycle it through the defense like whatever but i think all of that was kind of just lackluster for the most most of the match that being said and it's yeah it's frustrating because you know we we talk about if we're going to play like that then we have to take our chances and you know we had two big chances they had none yep so the the fact that we got outplayed in basically every single stat except for big chances is pretty classic atleti mine but yeah like our like again our our finish on both of those big chances was dog water like it was fucking terrible (laughs) yeah Uh, and i I I don't know why they didn't count reyes run in as a as a big chance I thought that was weird. I, I, I don't know. Maybe the angle was too acute. There was a, maybe there was a defender closer to the touchline, the, the yeah. byline. I'm sure we'll get an uh, earful from Joey tomorrow or... on the chat. Oh, yeah. Joey's going to be like, you guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys got to learn how stats work. <laughs> He's going to be like, um, as, <laughs> as per uh, the rules in the on FOTMOB, you need to understand that if it's greater than a 30-degree angle. <laughs> He's like, I'm doing all the heavy lifting, yeah. boys. Come on now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, speaking, of, uh, speaking of them leading every stat... I mean, pass accuracy, 85% compared to our 78%. Yep. I mean, you know, I was expecting even worse than that. To Me too. I was, I was, I don't want to say pleasantly surprised, but like surprised <laughs> that we had 78% because the amount of passes that just went to nowhere, like there weren't even interceptions. They were just a pass to grass <laughs> or turf, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was yeah. Like, Fuck. no, exactly. And every and every single time I was like I was like whining like a like a little baby and like Flo's getting ready for a big interview in the next room and she can just hear me be like oh my god what are you doing <laughs> yeah yeah literally like so Stephanie was like she's like my my wife I guess my wife now shit uh, <laughs> I was about to say my fiance <laughs> Ooh, that would have been bad uh, my wife my wife um, yeah I so know, she, I was there yeah she uh, <laughs> she stayed up because she was like oh like I watch a game with you and she got maybe three quarters of the way through the first half and she's like I'm going to bed it's <laughs> oh, like bless her. I was Bless like, her that's fair enough I was like I, I was like I can't I, I wish I could but I can't because I have to record tomorrow so um but yeah so yeah 13 their shots were 13 eight for valor uh, they had four on target three off target two blocked we had four on target three off target one blocked uh I mean shooting stats were pretty close um my biggest concern though is 10 of their 13 shots were inside the box which is <laughs> not good at not all. the best is it not it's, the best it's really not especially for a team like valor where they're on like a resurgent kind of uh upswing in the stats you know they were i think they were just super hungry to move up the table because i think yeah if they if they had won they would have moved up what to tied for third i think tied for second something like that yeah i I think it would have been tied for third but um they definitely have seen like pacific 
uh, sort of uh, shitting the bed in the past few weeks, and they smelled blood, and they saw an opportunity to get into the playoff positions, and they fucking took it. You know, they won like three games in a row, lost. Now they're at a draw. Yeah. Um. But that. Yeah. I mean, they were not. They were almost out of the picture less than a month ago, and now, now yeah. they're pretty firmly in sitting in fourth. So. Yeah, yeah. So it was a scary game to be honest was, with you. Like I, I, I'm, I am kind of happy to finish with a draw. If you, if you completely forget uh, how the game actually panned out. <laughs> yeah, I think <laughs> after they I mean? scored the first goal, I was just like, I, I was like, just please, just get one. I was like, I will gladly scrape one point right now. Um, and then it was funny because I think uh, it was Eddie in the chat was like, all right, now all that needs to happen is Forge and Pacific have to draw. And guess what happened? <laughs> Forge and Pacific drew 1-1 yeah, to keep us at the top sad. of the table. I was like, that's solid. <laughs> but also we shouldn't be relying on other teams shitting the bed for us to stay on no, top, no. which we've been doing for the last like three weeks. So, Well, that's that's what's so frustrating, right? And for the longest time, we were sitting top of the league and then our future was basically in our own hands because no matter if any if every other team in the league won all the rest of their games – we still could have a pot, could have had an opportunity to finish above them. But uh, Eddie also pointed this out to us. He's like, that's not the case anymore. Even if we win out, Forge can win out and take the top spot. So, yeah, a lot of points left on the table with four draws in a row of some, you know, pretty winnable games. Yeah. So, again, I mean, I think we're all fingers crossed that something's going to change in the next three games so that we can put some more points on the board because, yeah. oof, boy. Um, yeah, so they, like you said, they beat us on pretty much everything. More passes, more accurate passes, more crosses, more ground duels, more successful dribbles. However, unsurprisingly, they, we beat them on Diego Espeos. I mean, clearances. <laughs> and by that, I mean clearances. Uh, aerial duels. We also beat them on aerial duels and throw-ins. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, Diego was obviously holding it down with the, our, our, our Spanish defense line and uh you know he did what he does best and managed to get nine clearances which is bananas which is the same amount as their entire team got (laughs) yeah yeah and it's like half half of ours basically (laughs) (laughs) it was yeah we had 23 clearances they had nine yeah and diego espeo singular player had nine so (laughs) so ridiculous um they had 11 interceptions though which like yeah that shows how bad our passing was yeah yeah yeah, and I mean it was, it was frustrating. Like again, I, well, I, like I'll talk about him later, but but Bahus, I mean, I think he's just he's totally knackered at this point in the season. He's playing way too much. Man. Yeah, way too much. And like it's like every time he got the ball, he was either dispossessed or he passed yeah. to a white shirt. And I was like, God damn it! Like, yep. And Basically I, every I, time. Yeah, and I did again. I don't want to like <laughs> shit on the guy because I don't. I, I don't think he's played poorly all season. I I don't. I think he. I'm. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a coup that we even got him in the in the off season or or whatever. Yeah. But. And obviously he's been instrumental for our under 21 minutes. Mm-hmm. However, you're right. I think he's he's scraping the bottom of the barrel for gas right now. And yeah. it sucks because we have to keep playing him because of the way position that we're in going into the last three games. Yeah, it's and it's um, the thing is, is that you can become physically tired. You can also become mentally tired. Um, and you can see that sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, even if you have the ball and maybe your creativity, your creative rockets aren't firing on all cylinders. And then that's when you start giving the ball away or giving not good passes because you're just out of ideas, running out of steam, both physically and mentally. It's just, yeah. you just need a break. You need to sit back and, and, and watch a couple games from the bench, you know? And I mean, this is his first professional season Yep. and, and he's starting almost every game. Pretty like, much. That's insane. Yeah. It's, it's been, insane. It's ridiculous. Um, and it wouldn't happen in normal circumstances. It's only happening because we have this under 21 minute rule. So you, you, you people have to ask themselves, is this actually a good rule when when you're basically forcing this uh, this young man to play way more than he should be? 
at the moment. Yeah. And, you know, compromising his game. You know, minutes are minutes, yeah, but I mean, you know, when, you, when, you, when you're playing like this, then maybe you need to uh, take some well-deserved rest. Well, exactly. And I think my, my issue, again, with the, with the, the, the spirit behind the under-21 minutes is I get it. They want can, young Canadian players to be developed by a professional league. That's what mm. we're going for. However, yeah. this type of, you need 2,000 minutes and da-da-da, like the, the way that they implemented it, <laughs> and we've talked about it, is not conducive to growing players. It's conducive to finding one or two good players, if you have them, and just playing the shit out of them. Look at Sirwa on, on Valor, and then you also have Sean Reyes. So you have two of their like star players that, again, you know, are, are playing massive minutes. And yes, Ray is a lone player from CF Montreal, but you know, are we again, you're, yeah, you're developing him great, but what benefit is that giving the, the growth of Canadian soccer? I would call it limited. Um, Cause you have other teams out there like that are, I'm going to, you know, you, you got your Yorks and your FC Edmontons, which are playing a ton of under 21 minutes, which mm-hmm. yeah, may, might be helping to develop those players. However, look at where they're at in the standings right now yeah. because of that. So well, well, just having yeah. a losing team grow the culture as well. Well, that's exactly. the other thing, right? Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, so, so yeah, so it's frustrating. Again, you know, we're being forced essentially to play this player or several players. Um, <clears throat> and it's, it's not, I don't think, with the spirit of what the rule was esta- trying to be established to do. Yeah. I think it's ultimately detrimental the way that, the way that, we're, the, that the league is employing under 21 players, I think. Yep, for sure. I mean, the rule needs retooling. Every, every everyone knows that, and yeah. you know, it'll happen probably mm. eventually. Like, I, I mean, I, all the other rules fucking change every year, so why not uh, change? Well, <laughs> well, you say that, but like, uh, I, I saw on uh, the Canada Premier League like Facebook group or whatever. Uh, apparently, mm. they they changed the rule. Oh, they didn't. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase. They didn't change the rule. The rule was written one way, interpreted a different way, and then they changed it to the way it was written. So they were talking about red cards and red card accumulation. So talked about how you miss three games on a red. And then apparently they were talking about how red card accumulation, if you have two, you're going to miss four games. And the pr- the previous rule was essentially three games. So there was this big back and forth on Canada Premier League about like why they would change this rule midseason. And you had all the people coming out being like, well, that's the way it's written in the rule book. But at the same time, it's like, okay, but we've been enforcing it one way for three quarters of a season. Yeah. Why are we changing it now? We've been like, yeah. This is the this is the Manny Manny Aparicio nonsense, right? Yeah, that was yeah. that was absurd. And the thing is, a lot of yeah. people will say, well, the, the rule was always that two reds is going to be a, a, an, an extra fourth game of suspension. But I mean, the Canadian Premier League website had a Manny Aparicio suspension say three games. Yep. So you cannot you cannot blame them for being a little blindsided when the league tells them this is how the rule is is uh, applied, and then all of a sudden, a couple of days before the game, they're like, "Oh no, we fucked up. It's gonna actually be four instead." Like, or halfway through just, the season, it's a clown when, show. Yeah, or halfway through the season show. when they say, "If you don't meet the minutes, you don't make the playoffs." Exactly, it's a joke. <laughs> so, like, it's an actual farce, and it's just a, another in a long list of the league just fucking up basic stuff. Just which is like, which is, stuff. which is my, which is mind blowing because we have a professional level league in the MLS to like model some of this stuff after. And I'm like, yeah. how did they not, like we have Canadian teams in that league. And I'm like, how did they not talk with these people? But again, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> so yeah, no, Ho- hope, hopefully the new, uh, commish, new leader, the yeah. new commish maybe, uh, clears up some of this, uh, this stuff yes. because it really is getting a bit out of hand. 
It is, yeah, yeah. So um, anyway, enough about the league. Let's talk about the rant about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's uh, like clockwork. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, we we wouldn't have to talk about it if it didn't fuck up so often. This is true. This is true. We don't like doing it, but we have to. No, exactly. So um, so yeah, so let's talk standouts um, if you don't uh, mind. Um, So, uh, you know, if you follow me over here on the left, we have the property at number one Standout Avenue, uh, the house that Ollie Bassett built um, because he (laughs) is... is fucking on this list like he i think he's been on this list almost every week um or you know a lot um i mean man that olympico like that curler i was just when it went in i was like oh my god like are you kidding me right now like that was that was the same thing it wasn't even like a yes gets in it was more just like wait 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 what did that (laughs) just happen (laughs) yeah and i think they're gonna call it off because they they they, uh something happened probably and they never let us have good things but no uh, it was funny because like when when valor scored uh i think there was the valor social media admins posted like a well we're we're massive we're so massive and they posted a clip of the ge- of, of like the goal and then 10 minutes later ollie scores and literally yeah. all the comments were just like pictures of ollie just and like nope <laughs> like <laughs> this is going to be a mailbag question too so we'll cover that a bit later but, yeah uh, yeah no it was that was very very good <laughs> yeah yeah and watching him like shush the crowd man I, it was so quiet when he like jumped up i like i was like yeah. oh the normally quiet crowded ig field with their 26 fans um was even more quiet when ali scored yeah. which was hilarious <laughs> well, i put the i put the goal call in the uh, in the intro to this episode and uh, nigel reed mentioned the same thing he says you can hear a pin drop in here <laughs> <laughs> it's so good so good He's absolutely right um yeah so I also mean, i think ali bassett was our only functional midfielder so also I mean, that. that alone also puts that. him as a standout here too yeah yeah the other um, two weren't too well out. and and i mean like it, the man is, I mean, there's a reason Ollie's up for the Golden Scarf as a, as a finalist. I mean, if you look at his yeah. stats, like if we even look at his stats for the season, the guy, he's got 20, almost 2,200 league minutes, eight goals, an assist, 793 accurate passes, and 36 created chances, and has never missed a big chance. Never in the entire season. So, like, again, Consistent. proof is there. You know what? Yeah. Proof is there. So, yeah. Um, it to me it makes sense that that he's there. Yeah, um, I mean he's our highest scoring player despite being a midfielder as well. It's which is uh, well, no, he's a forward according to the intern that <laughs> that wrote the the overlay for the for one soccer. You got to pay your interns more, CPL. Mm. It's not their fault they make these fuck ups. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So uh, so yeah. So obviously Ollie Bassett is my number one. Um, pr- close behind him though, I'm gonna say Nathan Ingham. I I know he didn't get a clean sheet, uh, but I mean you can't blame him for that goal to be honest. Um, I think he played. I, I don't. I don't blame him at all for that goal. No, exactly. <laughs> Not and even I mean, a little bit. I think he played an excellent match. Like the save off the man, the save off that repeat attempt to the corner goal when they went for it. I was like, yeah. oh, thank God he's there. <laughs> yeah. And, well, that's just it. Without without him, that's like a three-one game at least. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So so Easy. there was that. He made three just like massive saves throughout the game, yep. and and he had sure hands all game, which was nice. Mm-hmm. Um. So so yeah. So Nathan, way to go, man. Um. Just. It's great. <laughs> I love seeing it. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was there was some like errant passes when being under pressure. I mean, they they pressed us pretty high a lot of the time. But I mean, you know, not every keeper is 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 friggin' uh, Manuel Neuer with the ball at their feet, you know. And and if he was, he wouldn't be playing in the CPL. So you know, being a solid shot stopper and being good enough on your feet is like basically all that we can ask for. <laughs> really yeah, well, we will keeper, take it. You know, we will yeah. take it. 
Yeah, and so, he's so obviously one of the best in the league. So yep, there's there uh, so so he's up there for sure. Um, yep. You got anyone else on yours, uh, Johnny? Um, you know what? I think I, I mean obviously Espeo isn't here all the time because he's yes. just a baller. So you know, yes, with his is. with his clearances, his positioning, um, his distribution as well. I'm gonna throw Tiso on here, even though um, mm. our well, the thing is, is that our our fullbacks didn't cover themselves in glory attacking wise. Okay. Um, you know, Tiso, I mean, he had like four accurate crosses. Howarth had zero. Um, but at the same time, Tiso won the majority of his duels of all kinds, whether they were aerial oh, duels, true, ground yeah. duels, and tackles. So his defensive stats were actually quite good in this game. And often his defensive stats are not very good. True. So I think that Tiso probably had one of his better games, and it kind of got lost in the shuffle because we just weren't good attacking as a whole unit. Yeah, but, we didn't, um, he didn't really get a chance to like fill in on the on the wings as he usually does on the left side. So yeah, so yep. I'm gonna put him in here. Nice. I uh, yeah, that's a that's a good uh, that's a good that's a good one. Um, I gotta put uh, you know if we're gonna put Tiso in there, I I kind of gotta put uh, I like Kevin Allerman in this list. Um, I know he didn't have like his best game, but I mean, yeah. he, I just man like <laughs> I love how cheeky. Kevin Allen is when he plays because mm-hmm. all he scores that Olympico like beautiful corner and then the I think it was the very next corner or the one after he immediately tries the exact same play and I was like bro <laughs> I forgot about that holy shit I was watching that and then when that when like this when it got saved and almost went in I said to Flo I was like he tried to fucking do the same thing Ollie just did yeah, like, imagine he, if we got two in a row one oh after my the God. other and from like, the other side it was, it was funny because he took that kick and they saved it and then, he, and then it cut to him and he had this like that like Kevin Allen smirk and I was yeah. like bro was like, you know what I was trying I to was do I was like he was like that's that's king shithousery and, and it's like yeah. amazing like honestly yeah. the dude is like a meme player and i fucking love it i love like <laughs> when he went for it i was like no way he just tried that <laughs> of course he did of course yeah, he i did. tried to get a Incredible. sneaky one on you <laughs> and that's the kind of personality that we'd love to see in players in this league yes yeah that's sure. uh so yeah. many so many players don't have that kind of flair and that personality to try to try the un- unthinkable <laughs> yeah yeah well and it was funny too because like it would it, again you know i think sirwal was in a better position this time and was expecting it but i don't you know had that been the first try maybe things would have been different you know because it was yeah. it was a curler and it made it over all the defense <laughs> like yeah. it was far side so yeah well, it had to be it had to be stopped you know and that's yep. that's one thing to say it was obviously uh, on target but yeah if, if, that, if that had gone in <laughs> i don't know if any of us would have survived my thumbs would be raw from the memes on twitter <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine oh man so <laughs> good but goes in a row to come back from one nail down <laughs> Yeah, and it was I think it was Alabin that replaced Bassett, I'm pretty sure, on the sub. Uh that might have been the sub, yeah. Possibly. Yeah. Which would have been even more funny. <laughs> yeah, would have been even funnier. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, so those are yeah, uh no, sorry, McKendry replaced Bassett. Okay, yeah. There we yeah, go. Yeah, Alabin came on for boost. But it, but anyway, regardless, love you, Kev. Keep it up, man. We love seeing that kind of play. Um yep. so yeah. Yeah, so let's uh, let's let's grind the gears a little. Shift gears of disappointment. <laughs> I mean, obviously, our top of our list is probably going to be Bahus. We don't we don't really need to belabor the point. We kind of no. already uh, went over it. No, I mean, um, again, like it, to me, he's on there with a massive, massive asterisk. Like, yeah, for sure, for sure. I don't think it was his best game, but I mean, the guy's made 15 starts in uh, 23 apps, 1,200 minutes. He's got 80. He's got 80 percent pass accuracy over the course of the the, the and also he has. 1.0 dribbles per game like successful which yeah. 
61%, he's won. And that's second only to Balu Tabla. So, you, you know, like, I know we kind of shit on him sometimes, um, yeah. but it's like, he's got the stats to back it up. I just think that he's just absolutely gassed right now. And yeah, yeah. we and can't fine. really, but yeah, you but can if, drop a stinker, you know, and then, you know, consistent, not, not, well, everyone can be, not everyone can be that young and as consistent as someone like Diego Espeo. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, that, that, that guy, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm so glad we got him on loan. Like so yeah, glad. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so, so Bahus is on here for me as well. Um, I didn't like Sissoko this game he just I thought was, he dropped a stinker yeah he was an un, he was an unmotivated number six I think uh his passing stats were garbage like they were awful, awful. 21 for 32 uh, like 21 uh, out of 32 as when you're playing a six you you 66 percent pack act pass accuracy is unacceptable it is it's especially like especially where he was playing as like as as the six and in, in the kind of yeah. low mid like so uh it was not his afternoon um and he also only won half of his duels which again well, he, well, Exactly, especially when you're only winning half your ground duels, half your air duels, and not winning any tackles. <laughs> yeah, so so, and it's again, it sucks because we've seen Sissoko on, and this was just a Sissoko off day, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Only ha- only fifty percent accurate long balls. Just basically, no, no no part of his game as a six was was any good. No, no. <laughs> so so that that I think is again an area for improvement for him. Um yeah. and then if I'm gonna throw one more on, I'm going to say Balu Tabla. Um, which I hate having him on here. Um, but I just I didn't like him in the high press. I didn't like they had his number like literally from the first minute of the game. And yeah. we didn't really do a lot, I don't think, for ATO didn't did a lot to help him. Um yeah. he crossbarred that shot, which I was like I was for sure in my mind. I was like, that's going in. I was like, that's a, that's yeah, like a, no, a beautiful a right to his foot. Like yeah. he had the room to move. There, um, it makes no sense that he didn't put that in. And well, we, we talk I, about this every game. Like there's these clear cut chances that he misses based almost won a game. I mean, that, that being said, like, I, I, again, I think people blew up with him in the chat and, and then I rewatched the, the game today. Um, and I, I can't fully blame him if I'm being fair, I think, for hitting the crossbar just because mm-hmm. he was having to chip it over Sirwa, obviously. And and I think it was Romeo was also there as well. So, again, I don't think it was 100 percent his fault. However, do I think he should have still finished? Yes. A player of his caliber should have finished. But. I don't want to like rake him over the coals too hard. What I do want to rake him over the coals for is he went one for seven on ground duels, committed two yeah, fouls, and had no successful poor. dribbles. And I'm very like, poor. just it's just not as weak, honestly. Those are the things that you're uh, supposed to be good at. Like even if you're yeah. not, even if you're missing the chances, uh, you know, the dribbles and the winning the ground duels is the shit that you're normally good at. And yeah. those, I mean, like we say, he gets doubled up by defenders every game now. And I wonder what the solution is here, right? I mean, I know at the beginning of the season. We'd have him playing on the wing, and we were like, oh, he should be playing up top in the middle. But maybe it's time to switch things up and put him back on the wing again. Like, who knows? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, but, so he can just approach in a different way, like come from out wide and really use his speed and his dribbling. And, and I think I, I think we're know. in a good position to do that, hopefully, if Malcolm's going to be back more often. Mm, um, yeah. And I know a lot of people said they weren't, like, super impressed with him coming back. I'm kind of the opposite, where I'm like... I didn't think he played poorly. I think he had a mm-hmm. decent shift um, yeah. for a first shift back after not playing for like eight weeks. Because yeah. um, obviously, I mean, in any sport, when you come back from a gap in time that long, you're spending a lot, obviously a lot of time training in the gym and maintaining your yeah. fitness. But 
you do lose a little bit of that kind of skates edge, you know, in hockey or whatever. Like yeah. you, you, you lose a little bit of that. And I think yeah. that once he gets his legs under him again, which he will, cause it's Malcolm yeah. Shaw. Um, then we're going to start seeing him produce the way we expect him to produce, which to yeah. me then would free up Tabla to fill that role and be like back out on the wing. Cause those two yeah. together, like when they're on, they're on man, like mm. early season Tabla Shaw, yeah. like ugh. you almost forget uh, about that. Luka because it's been so long, right? But, yeah. Uh, hit, like when he saw like Tabla Shaw Bassett, like passing between each yeah. other, I was just like, this yeah. is, it's just, it's a symphony. It's a symphony. Those three we need to bring some of that back for the next three games. I Hopefully. Think, so we can Hopefully. just to try something different. You know, obviously we said it last week. I have to say it again. Now something's got to give. This is yep. four games without an open play goal. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Speaking so. of areas for improvement. Oh, uh, um, I'm going to I'm going to double up this week um, since apparently we can't stop fucking up easy goals <laughs> at a time when we really need them. Uh, yeah. Finishing needs work. Pass accuracy needs yeah. work. Yeah. Um, you know what? Like, let's triple up, like stop with the dump and chase. The dump and chase is driving me nuts. Like if you're going to if you're going to dump a long ball or whatever, like at least be deliberate about it and go put it to someone who's who's there and i I, granted i get it there were a few plays where we were just in panic mode all stations firing in the defense tries trying to dump or you know scoop the ball and just dump it down the field but there were a lot of times where we had time whoever had the ball um they had a look and then you know their long ball just went to nowhere or it went to a white shirt and it's like you can't continuously do that when a lot of times a long ball is the 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 catalyst for one of our counterattacks. yeah so yeah exactly as a team as a team we um had 20 accurate long balls compared to their 56 70 percent success on their part 43 percent success on our part and so if a long ball is going to be like a big part of your of your of your play you you got to be better than that which it is because like you look at like that balu tabla crossbar and that was a long ball that just made it perfectly over top just over top of the defense Mm. onto balu's foot and i was like see Mm. like that's the types of long balls that i want to see not these like you know willy-nilly like oh it's put it out there and someone will get to it hopefully um because again you know you have like valor's a tough team and they're a fit team and they were scooping up pretty much all of them and it was driving me absolutely nuts Mm -hmm. so finishing uh pass accuracy and i'm gonna pass accuracy with brackets long ball accuracy specifically <laughs> long ball accuracy no but i mean that that you're they, you're absolutely right though because i mean with the debt look at look at how we played against cavalry with the three nil that was just mm-hmm. a, a master class in long balls yep um, or or and, the york game the york game that we went down to york i was like holy shit like that's yeah. that's to me the way we should be playing yeah. and then to kind of like forget like what we were doing and revert back to kind of like the the type of play that we saw kind of late last season or or really early when we were getting our shape out this season is is just frustrating to watch i think for all the fans out there and maybe recognize that the long ball isn't appropriate for every single game you know that that could be a thing too it's like okay maybe valor is just a team that they're not going to fall for it well, so I think they are, though. I think else. they are, though, because like we had only one really good chance off a long ball, I would I would say. Yeah, well, maybe two. I guess I guess they like Ali Bassett to Carl to Brian was like a other. So like, let's say two that were our two big, quote unquote big chances like. Mm-hmm. So and we missed both of them. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, it needs to be improved. So uh, moment of the match. I mean, this is pretty fucking obvious. 
Yeah, Ollie Ollie Bassett's corner. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a top tier set the, piece, and the honestly, Olympico. yeah, an Olympico. Uh, <laughs> I think I, honestly, I stole that from on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to say anything; no one would have known. <laughs> uh, and honestly, I am. I, I think Johnny and I are both more than willing to have a four course dinner on our own words <laughs> from the last few <laughs> weeks when we were talking shit about Ollie's corners because. <laughs> yeah so uh you probably heard it you probably heard it and it was like what okay if i'm not if you think i can't put it onto someone's head then fuck you guys i'll just put it right in the net <laughs> yeah it's just all bass and angry on the field like fuck those guys how dare they say that yeah, about me <laughs> yeah so uh so yeah that's got to be the moment of match for me um and yeah. close second i think obviously was the nathan ingham sliding save on the ray because that was yeah. that was also a beaut Definitely. it was a beaut yep yeah, it was an absolute yeah. beauty. And, you know, so those are some big moments of the matches in a match that uh, didn't have a lot of big <laughs> moments. True. <laughs> like, True. I, like, I would get if a, a, a neutral would definitely have fallen asleep watching that game. And then yeah, been yeah. rudely, rudely <laughs> jolted awake with the Olympico. You're like, you're like a neutral would have fallen asleep. Yeah, my wife, literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she literally went to sleep <laughs> during the first half. So, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, you've heard enough from us. Now it's time to hear from you. CCSG mailbag. Mailbag time. It is the mailbag. This is the segment of the podcast where you guys can shoot us your your dumb takes, your smart takes, your hot takes, your cold takes, your any kind of takes you got, your jokes, your stupid memes. Johnny and I'll probably talk about it. Yeah, your <laughs> your grandma's recipes. We'll probably talk about it. Um, hopefully, it's related to the game, but who knows? If you throw something else out there, we'll probably talk about it too. Um, it's one of the best parts about being part of ccsg is you get a free segment of the podcast that's just for you guys so mm-hmm. uh let's uh let's let's dig into the mailbag and see what we got in here mm-hmm. you want to throw me this first one yeah i got you let's uh do let's it. do it okay um another draw and another game where we arguably the lesser where we were arguably the lesser of two sides more very conservative football is this just the consequences of finding a way to truly compete this season new coach new team needing results etc or is this something more and when should we be concerned <laughs> Or start being um, concerned. Yeah. If we had like a history of success, I might be concerned that we're dropping off a little bit right now. Um, I'm just still on cloud nine that we're four, four draws in a row. We're still sitting top of the table with three <laughs> games left to go. Which so. is like, to me, it's just like this weird, it's this weird like situation we're in where we're like, we fuck up and we're like, oh man, like we really needed a win and we got a draw. Well, that's too bad. I guess we're not. And then something happens. And it's just like, yeah. like someone out there is like, like the gods or the fates are like out there looking out for ATL. They're like, nah, like yeah. Forge and Pacific are going to draw this week. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I know for people that are concerned, it's probably really cringy to hear like my take on that to be like, oh, but look at how good we are. Duh, duh. They might be like, okay, well, so what? Like we were playing so much better and we're not playing very good right now. And that is valid. And it it is it is it is i would say concerning maybe i would say more frustrating to see us play this style of football for the past four games not score an open play goal in four games um i think we're being really we we've had we've basically had the same lineup for weeks now with mm. throwing in some under 21s there because malcolm shaw was out because zach verhoven was out uh Antonik is out for whatever reason maybe he wasn't the great pickup as we thought he was going to be I think we're being a little stagnant because our, our our lineup is a little stagnant. And I think we're in the time of the season where everyone, especially in the top of the table, is really, really trying to not lose for the most part. And then we're yeah. probably, you know, look at how many draws. There. I think there's, there's a question later on in this mailbag here. That's the same thing. Everyone's drawing their freaking games right now. And 
Um, I'm not overly concerned. I'm frustrated that we're not picking up these points, but I'm also not super concerned because we're not losing. You know, we yeah. We haven't lost in five games, so it's, it's really other- hard to complain about that. Yeah, do you I think, think other do you think other teams are picking up on that though? Like as far as like their own like are they are they saving a little bit of gas in their tanks too going into playoffs or Yeah, it's possible. I think like so. playing for draws. And and, and, this, and this, it's it's funny too because you know the commission announced uh, after our game before the other game that there's now going to be a trophy for whoever finishes Ugh. the regular season top of the table, which is funny. I mean, it's typical CPL to just throw that out there like goes <laughs> way through the season. But it also yeah. I mean, I, I, I think it's a, it's, it was a very needed improvement and it's going to next season. If, if a, a playoff race is this tight, it adds another incentive for, for teams not to play for draws just to clear their playoff spot. They're going to want to finish top of the table. Yeah. And yeah. Cause I, I yeah, it's going to be good for these run-ins. You know what I mean? Cause otherwise yeah, you, people will clinch and then they'll be like, all right, let's throw the under 21s out there. Who gives a shit? Like where we finish in the table means nothing. It's all about the playoffs. But now it's like, Ooh, you have a chance to secure a trophy before even going into the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that, I think that you're right. I think that it gives a little bit of incentive. I'm kind of pissed off, I guess that it took this long for them to come up with something like that. Yeah. Um, because now it's like, Oh, also there's a new trophy. And it's like, okay, there's <laughs> like, three what? games left of the season. Like, Oh, like, sorry, Halifax, York and Edmonton. <laughs> Maybe you would have tried harder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, oh my God. yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I feel you on that one. This is funny. This actually rolls right into the next one. Um, surprise under 21 penalty halfway through the season. Two weeks of the new boss, and now a surprise supporter shield. Still a month left in the season, so plenty of time for another. What surprises next? And how many <laughs> other can PL surprises will we see before they recognize the PFA can? The union. <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Uh, what Yoke. surprises next? Um, uh, yeah, um, Noonan is, takes off his mask Scooby-Doo style and his Dan Duff. I think that's the, because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I know Dan was really, really pushing for a supporter shield. Um, and then when they announced it, he was like, finally. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, what surprises next? I mean, I hope if it's a, if it's a surprise, it has nothing to do with rule changes would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, that would be, nice. <laughs> that would be great. Um, how many, uh, you know, other surprises would we see? before pfa can't gets recognized i mean it's funny because if you go back to to noonan's comments when he first came in i know someone asked him at the presser about pfa can and unions for the players and he gave kind of like the the, the stereotypical kind of like i'm gonna call it wishy-washy commissioner of a league answer where he was like oh we would love to explore all benefits for players and union you know it's kind of that like uh, mm. you're using very like political words to say like we're lukewarm to the idea um yeah. i would love personally um you know then again this is me talking as a you know after the whistle co-host i would love to see us recognize a union because i think that unions especially in sport like this especially in a league as new as ours mm-hmm. that they're there to represent and help protect the players interests because you're never going to see players continue and play in this league um if their interests aren't being represented somehow because right now you're you've got kind of like a patchwork i'm going to call it some teams are better than others at at taking care of their players or or whatever um and i think that a union like pfa can could have huge benefits not only to the players themselves but i think to the league as it grows because now it gives anyone coming into that 
um, organizations or any players coming into that organization, mm. uh, a, a kind of like a, a foundation of like, okay, here are your rights as a player within the league. And here are your responsibilities as a member of PFA can to say like, okay, you know, we have a way to collectively bargain. However, we are now on equal footing with management of teams. Um, maybe that, maybe there's something in there too about, you know, once the players have a union, they can be more vocal about officiating, which is something we've had issues with all season. Um, So I do think that PFA can is important. Um, uh, You know, people out there know, anyone who's talked to me knows I'm generally pretty pro union, Um, but also especially for something like, like a, like a three-year-old, four-year-old league where we've, we've already seen, and honestly, we've already seen a a few issues that have come up throughout the season that I'm like, "Mm, man, if the players had a way to like voice their concerns, because right now you can't, really have one player or a couple players or whatever come out and say something but if they had a way to voice their concerns in a constructive manner that isn't just like mm-hmm. one player or five players or however many bitching about the way the league is doing something i think that that's beneficial to everybody involved um yeah there's been i mean there's been issues with the entire existence of this league with um things that could have been solved if there was a union in place i mean especially look at the island games when we were hearing about you know salaries being deferred and and yeah and things like this and like stuff that just would not happen if there was uh, a union in place you know like our, our minimum salary is a joke um, and the thing is, you know, athletes are really easily exploited when they when they're not a, a cohesive unit that can collectively bargain for their own interests, especially in a small league. And and the thing is that there's the, the amount of anti-union um, sentiments I even see from supporters sometimes is really worrying when they're like, well, uh, do, are you going to want to pay more to go to the game just so that they can make more money? And, and I have to say, yes. listen, I don't, I don't yes. care. Well, yes, well, that's just it. You know what I mean? And they're like, well, what happens? Uh, would you rather the league fold then? And I'm like, listen, if the, if the options were that every player could get a living wage or the league folds, I would rather the league folds. Like, and, and, and then I can't understand why you would feel any differently. Yeah. <laughs> you they're know not, again, mean? like these players, these players are here partly. I mean, again, the league exists for it's a sport it's, it exists for entertainment purposes but these players aren't here to entertain us yeah. they are here to play a game or whatever uh, and play a sport and they're there to, to earn a living wage like yeah, honestly exactly. they are good they are good enough to earn a wage doing what they love and mm-hmm. what we love is watching the sport so why aren't we supporting them in that in that regard absolutely so i'm with you johnny let's yep. uh you know let's 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 push forward recognize the union hopefully that's recognize the next surprise it. yes that would be lovely that would be lovely yeah. <laughs> um all right i got one for you uh where do you see us at the end of the season is it realistic or likely given our last few games that we win the league um i think given our last few games it's likely we eke into playoffs so playing like that we're not winning the league no, you know, it, it, missing all of our chances and giving up easy set piece goals is not how you win the league. So, and I mean, that's 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 fine. I mean, you know, like I said in the the first question, like not not I'm not going to be super upset if we don't win the league after finishing <laughs> last last year. It's going to be a little bit more upsetting because of how like you know close we are, especially now to getting this new trophy for finishing top of the table. Um, Obviously, you want to go all the way and really cross the finish line. But if anything, this season just shows us, gives us a really solid foundation to build on for next season. So even if we don't win the league, I'm not too uh, going to be too hung up on it, to be honest with you. Yeah. And to answer the actual question, is it realistic or likely given our last few games that we win the league? I'm going to go out and say no. 
Oh. Unless, un, I mean, un, unless we switch some things up, you know what I mean? Like it's just, <laughs> oh, I was like going to say, I was like, everyone sharpen your pitchforks, get the torches out. Johnny says we're not winning the league. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Eddie, no, Eddie's, I mean, four, Eddie's four, salivating right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, four, like, I mean, I mean, Eddie also knows that we've gone four games without scoring from open mm-hmm. play. He's as pissed off about our scoring record as, as I am. Yeah. And, you know, with our current vein of form, it's just, it's not good enough to come into playoffs like that. You know, you got to yeah. be. You got to be in a hot vein before and coming in playoffs to, to to win the whole damn thing. So yeah, yeah. I think again, I'm really glad uh, that York wasn't playing the way they're playing now earlier in the season because I think yeah. that they're coming into the end of the season super red hot. Yeah, and and they're probably not going to make the playoffs because they just yeah. shit the bed all, all all for like the first three quarters of the year. So yeah, yeah. I feel you. I think it's uh I think it's possible, but again, is it you know is it yeah, a lock definitely not <laughs> especially after the last few games well it's funny because i mean you know everyone's clowning on york because they you know they never scored or they were really low scoring or they were doing really bad or whatever and then they sign a new striker in mobile oh and they just go on a freaking tear it's like man like that's what you got to do in this league he like, was made of the way that through. man was made in a lab somewhere <laughs> he has four goals in four games like that's nuts yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the secret here is if you start uh, if you start fading a little bit, just just sign some hot striker two thirds of the way through the season. That's going to start scoring. I know. I know. Scoring. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Speaking of kind of tangentially related, obviously, Cargo is more than worthy of CPL's coach of the year award. But considering the league's bias towards Forge, how likely do you think it is that he'd win? And how much will you enjoy Wheeler eating crow if Cargo does win? A <laughs> great question. Um, I honestly think even if we don't win the playoffs, which mm. I'm not saying we're not going to, so no one get all crazy out there. We have a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if we make playoffs and then you look back at the the team that kind of cargo has resurrected out of the bottom of the barrel of the league for, yeah. you know, two years in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't think anyone with a brain can deny what he's done with this team. So, so I think that yes, the league sometimes does have a, a penchant to lean towards Hamilton. Um, but I, I don't think you could make an argument really if if Atletico makes the playoffs and say we we you know go out in the first round or or even if we make it to the fi- especially if we make it to the finals mm. um I don't think there's an argument to be made that any of the other coaches did what Carlos Gonzalez did over the course of a season. I don't I don't I don't I don't think there is anyone that's performed the way that he's performed because all of the teams, you know, you've got Wilden Jr., you've got Smirniotis like yeah, okay, they've done things with their teams, but the consistency to which Carlos has built this team and built a strategy and built a culture around teamwork and around cohesion and unity and bringing the players together and bringing the fans in, like all that stuff, I I, I don't think there's an argument to be made why he wouldn't win. And if he didn't, I would have some serious questions, I think, um, if he didn't win. Um, And how much would I enjoy Wheeler eating crow? Oh my God, I would... I would just, oh my God, I would inundate his Twitter with clips of him talking about how Carlos shouldn't win coach of the year midway through the season for the dumbest reasons. Uh, it would just be meme central. It would be meme central. I can only imagine how hard Eddie and like this Capital City group, supporters <laughs> group, like social media would go off about like how massive we are. So I would love it. I would love it. I think it's possible and I would love to see it. I would love, I would love to see it. 
<laughs> Speaking of, you know, obviously the the whole forged bias thing, it's it's a bit of a meme. It's a funny thing to make fun of. It is, you know, sometimes can be pretty true, or at least it seems as such. I will say though that Bobby Smirniotis has never won Coach of the Year, so the the bias doesn't necessarily. It almost is like opposite bias in that respect. And as far as cargo. Uh, this might be a little controversial. I don't actually, regardless of what happens in the rest of the season, I think it's a lock. How is he not a lock for winning the whole mm-hmm. for winning that award? We yep. t- we brought seven players back. Seven. Yep. That's a little more sweet. than half of a starting eleven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brought seven players back. Three games left in the season. We're sitting top of the table, and we've been top of the table for like four weeks now. It's. I, yep. I'm sorry. There's there's no better coach this year. Well, and especially when you look, yeah, and especially when you look at his pedigree too, like, yeah, he is, you know, part of the Aledi, like Aledi kind of family of coaches. But before this, like, he was coaching a national team in Kuwait, and then like that, that that's that's basically it. Yeah. And then he comes here, and he coaches the team to the top of the table for half the half the season, the worst team in the league. He yeah. brings, he resurrects them. You know, it comes at him with the, you know, the heart paddles and, <laughs> and brings us back from the dead. And yeah. now we're top of the table. So, yeah. So I think Carlos is 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 probably top, top tier for coach of the year. Yeah. Um, even and, if know, something crazy happens, like we lose the next three games and miss out on playoffs or something. Even if that happens, I still think he's a lock for coach of the year. You know, like I yeah, said, that I, might be a little controversial, but I think the only other coach that comes close um, would be uh, DeSantos on Valor, especially if they end up making playoffs after being like kind of shit for like half the season. <laughs> I yeah. think that late surge is, you know, good. So, I mean, I think it's a good runner up, but I think, uh, I think Cargo's got a lock. Easy. Yeah, agreed. And you know what? If Smirnios wants to win coach of the year, maybe trim that gross ass beard that he has <laughs> and come back and talk to us. <laughs> maybe stop making excuses. <laughs> also that he stole points from us <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh man all right uh okay i'll get, hit you with this one uh we looked right. pretty ter- pretty tired at times yesterday yeah uh so why didn't we see wah near the end get some youthful energy and some needed under 21 minutes and owen not even on the bench for the last two games are we one bahus injury away from throwing away the season um, I think we've looked pretty tired for weeks now. I don't know why we didn't see Wah at the end, because like I said, I didn't think Howarth had that good of a game. Zero accurate crosses, zero accurate long balls. He lost most of his duels, if not all of them. I don't think he had any tackles. Um, he didn't really cover himself in glory, so you know, I think, especially since we had to take Bahus off at one point, um, I think chucking Wah on would have, should have been a no-brainer. But, um, you know, who knows what the what the thinking was behind that one. And, I mean, Owen not being on the bench for the past two games, yeah. I mean, I remember, like I had said last time, it was like, okay, maybe he knew he wasn't going to play, so he didn't bother fly, flying him out for it. But, I mean, you know, you sign this kid two-thirds of the way through the season, at least put him on the bench in case you need to throw in some under-21 minutes, like if Behus gets injured or if he has to be brought up. And are we one Behus injury or are we away, away from throwing away the season? No, I don't think so, because like I said, if we're desperate, we can throw on so many other players, throw the game, and then reach our minutes total and probably still have a chance of eking in on playoffs. But we shouldn't have gotten ourselves into this situation, so it is a valid question. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, honestly. Um, I'm hoping again, I hope we see more of Antonia Genoa like to close out the season. Cause I do think that yeah. they've got some, some mustard left in them. And mm-hmm. I think as Bahus is, is 
kind of on his last legs, we should give him a break. <laughs> like if we're being honest, <laughs> we, we should give should. we should give the boy a break. Yeah. <laughs> Get some of our other youthful players out there. Yeah, no, exactly. Maybe yeah, maybe you know Halifax or York. We can we can play Owen and Hua from the start, and you know even bring in some of our dev kids at some point during the game or something like that. Because yeah, we got to hit this, and we can't be relying on Bahus as we've seen from the past couple of games. <laughs> um, speaking of uh people being benched here's one getting off the bench getting off the injury list with shaw's return being a bit anticlimactic do we still think he will be our be able to be our main answer at striker for the final push in playoffs yeah uh yeah i talked about this a little bit earlier i i people said like i mean to say it was anticlimactic I when I saw when I saw Shaw coming off the bench, yes, I was excited because I'm like Malcolm's mm. back. But yeah. at the same time, I, as soon as my like real brain kicked in from my yeah. like ATO brain and being like, oh yeah, he's gonna score nine goals, uh, and then I was like, <laughs> and then I was like, uh, okay, he's been out for like eight and a half, like eight nine weeks. Maybe yeah. I should temper my expectations. Yeah. Um, I wasn't I wasn't disappointed. I wasn't blown away, but I wasn't disappointed. I'm I'm glad that he got some minutes out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the foul was fucking stupid, but you know yeah. I digress. Um. I do think that he will gradually over the next, I'm going to call it, this is my crystal ball prediction for the next mm-hmm. three games. I think gradually over the next three games and into playoffs, he will gradually replace Brian Wright as the starter. Um, I agree. And I think, I think not, not to knock Brian Wright's skill because he has skill, but again, I think that he's gassed the same way Bahus is gassed because our, offensive options in the striker role have been limited for most of yeah. the season. Yep. And so we've had to play Brian up there as often as humanly possible. And mm-hmm. now that now that we've got an alternative in Malcolm Shaw, who is a very strong offensive weapon, mm-hmm. I think that we should be using him more. And yep. so, so yeah, so I, I do see Shaw playing more towards the playoffs. And I think by the end of the three games, you're going to be seeing him a lot more um, in that role. Yeah, I mean, like like you say, I mean, obviously expectations were tempered coming back from a big long injury. You know, late sub appearance. We weren't expecting him to light it up. I think he did just fine given the yep. circumstances. And there was a mo- there was a moment when he received the ball with his back to goal, and he had a man on, and he bullied off his defender, took a turn, and then got a pass off. And I was like, I have not seen one of our strikers do that in months. Yep. That was exactly what Malcolm Shaw is capable of, and the type of thing that's going to completely change the way that our attack can work when yeah. we're doing our counterattackings, when we're doing our long balls. And I think it's a refreshing change and it's going to be really good going forward for the next three games. If we can, uh, if we can get him some serious minutes. Yes. And uh, we would love to see it. So Malcolm, please come back faster. <laughs> and we would love to see you out there a lot more pushing yeah. around other players and keeping them off the ball. Like you always yes, do. Please. Yep. <laughs> yep. Um, actually, I mean, I'm going to throw this one to you too, because this is a funny one. Well, not funny, okay. but it's an interest. It's an interesting one. Uh, we are one of the few teams that hasn't lost a player mid season. Now I will say that's not exactly true. Obviously Shaw and Verhoeven, we both kind of lost yeah. injuries mid season. Injuries have sunk some teams while overseas departures have gutted others. That is the true thing. Um, our good luck won't last forever. So who might we see leaving for bigger chances? Will the ginger King sail back to Europe? <laughs> Could Tabla get another big shot? <laughs> Uh, uh, good question. Honestly, um, I think that's something that we're all worried about. Um, the good news for us is we have Ollie on contract for at least one other season. We have Carlos Gonzalez on contract for one more season at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't see him. I, I hope 
in my heart of hearts that Ollie Bassett stays with us next season. Mm-hmm. Do I think he's getting looks from over from teams in Europe? One hundred percent. Like you can't not you can't perform that well and put the put those stats up and put those goals in and not draw some kind of attention from from clubs in in leagues higher up on the food chain than us. Yeah. However, I'm hoping that he will stay at least one more season. Mm-hmm. Again, well, that's my hope. It's an interest. It's interesting because yeah, I think I believe we've got him for one more and then an option. On, and then an option. Third. Yeah. Um, obviously, he has history playing in the lower levels in England, so he has people that are aware of his existence and are probably watching him now. Like I would not be surprised. Yeah, and he played you know, in New Zealand too. I think yeah, uh, for a New while so. as well. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if you know, fifth, there's people come sniffing around, are, are watching <laughs> this and being like, oh, we're yeah. just gonna bring him back here again. And you know, in that case, uh, if it happens next to this season or over the summer or over the winter, sorry. Um, you know, hopefully we get a big fat fee for that. <laughs> yes. And then we spend it on it. No, you know what? I want to keep Ollie. I don't even, I don't want money. He, that, that, that little ginger. We don't price, need money. He's priceless to me. Hollywood like is priceless. Priceless. In the league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's why we're winning so much because daddy's letting us use his wallet to buy players. <laughs> Who do I sound like Johnny? <laughs> I know. Right. Oh uh, um, yeah. And we and so, we've also, we've got tablet like straight for another two seasons as well. Not, not even. Yeah. Option, so third, again, and, and honestly, I, I honestly don't think tablet is going to leave next season even even if there was some interest because i don't think he has reached his final form as we would say in dragon ball z so so um i think that he's got a little more time to develop i think we've seen flashes of brilliance we've seen Mm -hmm. some stinkers um but once he commits and gets that kind of confidence and gets that that uh that continuity of play i think we're gonna see him just go off and then probably we'll get scooped up by someone else you know a season or two from now. Yeah. I think another season for tablet is necessary before he makes, before someone takes another uh, chance on him. Obviously he's got the baggage that not a lot of other players have. So I think the consistency of having two really standout seasons is going to be necessary for him. I don't think the one season is enough, but I mean, if he has another season like this one or even better next season, then yeah, I can, uh, exactly. I can see someone take a punt on him for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. True. So anyway, all you stay tablet stay, everyone stay. Well, not everyone, but, but (laughs) (laughs) uh, all of our, all of our favorites, please stay. Yes. Um, All right. Uh, With only a quarter or a quarter of the games this week ending in a win slash loss. What do you think is driving the ties? I guess this is kind of what we talked about a little bit earlier. Yeah, we definitely sort of answered this and I, and I think it's more just, you know, it's like when people talk about watching like big uh, finals, like a Champions League final or any sort mm. of like playoff final or something like. Don't remind more me. Often, don't remind me, Johnny. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't want to be reminded. I don't want to be reminded yeah, of the Champions no, exactly, League final. <laughs> exactly. But I mean, this is a great example of it. More often than not, they're really shitty, cagey games. You know, yes. people just don't want to lose. So yep. that's what we've been seeing with the top clubs in the past week and the week before as well. They really just don't want to drop three points. They'd much rather get one point than no points. And I think yeah. everyone's playing like that. I think that's why every that's why the teams lower in the table, um, like Halifax and York and even Valor. Now they are in the playoffs, but I mean, are really taking chances and you know winning games uh, because they're like, oh, what do we have left to lose other than having some one last rush to get playoffs? And the ones that are already in playoff positions are the ones that are playing it more safe and dropping two points more often than not because they don't want to drop three. That's yeah. my take, anyways. Yeah. No, I think that's completely fair. Um, I'm going to I'm going to hit you with the devil on this one to close up the mailbag just because I, I want you to answer this. <laughs> All right. Uh, Johnny, what was funnier? Ollie shushing IG field literally silent 
or Valor Twitter admin dunking on themselves uh, by a goal of the season contender less than 10 minutes after they called themselves massive. (laughs) (laughs) I think both were just incredible, incredible things. And I mean, Ollie shushing and then getting lifted up and continuing to shush the crowd as well is like, yeah, I think I posted a screenshot in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> it's like iconic, that. iconic. We're gonna need that on a T-shirt for one, <laughs> or even. Oh, I would love like an Ollie Bassett shishing yeah, T-shirt. Oh, that'd be sick. Well, that's that's literally my. Phone are, are you listening, Dan Duff? Dan Duff, are you listening? <laughs> yeah, Dan Duff, we need one. Um, but I, yeah, I think <laughs> I, I think Twitter uh, Valor Twitter admin absolutely playing themselves was was just priceless because I mean, oh my you, god, you used, used to think they were one of the better accounts in the league, and now it's getting a little annoying. It has been for like quite a bit now. So you know, having their cheeky were massive, and then just absolutely getting having it blow up in their face immediately afterwards was fucking hilarious. Oh my god, it literally it literally made my night. Like I was able to go to sleep and sleep like a baby last night. I was yeah. like, I was like, yeah, we didn't pick up the points, but I was like, but Valor admin on their social media got dunked on super yeah. hard. Like, and I mean, it's obviously that's the game you play. It's a high risk, high reward when you uh, when you use Twitter like that. And you know, if we didn't come back and we ended up losing, then you know. We would have looked, we'd had egg on our face. They did the thing and then they would have thrown it in our face. But the fact that it worked out completely the other way was just. And off a corner. Uh, It was. (laughs) And a goal like that, too. A goal like that, too, just made it that much sweeter. Oh, my God. Yes, that was. It's like, it was almost like Ollie was like just scrolling Twitter and saw it. And he was like, fuck (laughs) them. Fuck fuck Johnny and Patty. Fuck Twitter. Yeah, he's like on the bench angrily listening to After the Whistle. He's he's got a super cut of us like shitting on his corners. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love Love it. it. So, yeah. so that was the mailbag. Good mailbag. Yeah, great. That was a good one. That was a good one this week. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of you CCSGers out there, the GCP watch party, I saw the clips. Oh, boy. Great, yeah, it uh, looked real good. As usual, those things are always looking lit. Shout out to, uh, to Meg for always posting the clips of the goal celebration yes. and whatnot. Those are always yes. great to see. So head over there for every away game. We have two left in the season. We have Cavalry away on Saturday. And, and Halifax away. And then Halifax away the following Saturday. So two Saturdays in a row. Two away games before we finish off with York at home. So yes, Cavalry away. We just smashed them 3-0 last time we were there. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, honestly, I'm, I'm, you know, it's Cavs away at, at Spruce Meadows. Uh, or as Marco calls it, the shitty horse stables <laughs> in Calgary. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I'm kind of optimistic because we're kind of Cavalry's Achilles heel, which is yeah. like funny to me yeah. um, for all the right reasons, especially because I absolutely loathe uh, Jose Escalante. I loathe him. Um, even yeah, like he had, a, he, had an ama- yeah, he had an amazing assist, a uh, little chip over assist on their game, uh, their last game. And yeah. I still was like, fuck that guy during the <laughs> during their like uh the replay um so yeah i'm hoping we we see a little more life uh than we saw at ig um i'm hoping maybe we give Bahus a rest and get owen or wa out there for a spell um yeah. just to just to keep trucking to the under 21s mm-hmm. um i just want us to put up a w i think we need three points we need at least a win in the next three games i would love to see two wins uh but at least a win would be good yeah, and I mean, we started uh, Antonia last time we were at Spruce Meadows, so I mean, I don't see a reason why we can't do it this time. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Uh, like you say, we're kind of their kryptonite. We've beat them twice this season. We've drawn them once, and you know, we've been we've been to Spruce Meadow once, and we've won there once. So it's 
Yep. It would be really nice to get a win and under 21 minutes. I know that that goes without saying. It's like, oh, yeah, no shit. Of course, we want both of those things. But um, yeah. I just want to break. We're in a rut, man. We're in a rut. Yeah. We yeah, haven't, we're, we haven't we're, scored an open play goal since the last time we were in Calgary. That's true. So maybe that's the that's the combo breaker. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, we've got uh, like I said, Cavs and Spruce Meadow. Um, I, I again, I want the three points, especially when we face the Sammy Salter PKs, uh, or should I say, the Halifax Wanderers on the first, <laughs> <laughs> because Halifax can apparently only score off Salter penalties. Um, so let's and not, then York let's not home, make so. a, a defensive blunder and then give up any of those. Um, and we've done a few the last couple of games, so I, I am concerned. Um, yeah, but yeah, exactly. so. So yes. what's coming up next um, mentions. We've got the golden scarf nominees are in, I mean, pretty no brainer. Drew Becky, Bolu Tabla and Ollie Bassett are our three golden scarf nominees for 2022. Um, those final three will be chosen by the CCSG founder councils and the, 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 uh, the scarf will be given before kickoff and <laughs> the, sh- the final, the shadow, the, the shadow council of the lizard people, <laughs> of lizard people. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, that will be given out prior to the kickoff and the last game of the season. Um, yep. when they announced this trophy, I had these visions in my head that we were going to clinch first place in the league on the last day of the season at home. And I was dreaming about it all night. And I thought, man, how amazing would that be? Oh, could you imagine? <laughs> we beat York at home and then clinch the, the clinch like, our the, first oh, the trophy. Title. Oh, uh, that'd be clinch so our first good. trophy that we didn't know existed until like two, three weeks prior. This league, yeah, this league, ridiculous. This sport. Um, keep a lookout for that. We will be publishing articles on all of the players. Um, as we said, uh, go to the watch parties at GCP. Saturday, September 24th against Cavalry, and then Saturday, October 1st against Wanderers are the final two until we go to playoffs, and then we got an away game, at least one. Yep. Um, when buying tickets for our last home game of the season, go to capitalcitysupporters.com through Ticketmaster. Click the little W ticket thing in the corner so you can get your tickets in the dub. Obviously, at our website, you can get uh, you can join as a membership, so you can get questions on the mailbag, uh, and yeah. you can get all the little uh, red card reports and the news- newsletters True. and whatnot, and you can get the uh, the new merch happens all the time, and they're all freaking great. Um, great. Watch out for the hot stove. The hot stove before this one was actually a banner. I was, <laughs> it was honest so for a good. little bit. <laughs> it was so 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 I missed it, but then I like listened to it uh, on the weekend, like while I was walking my dog, and it was just jokes, man. I was laughing so hard because it was funny because like at the very beginning, it was like there's I think there was like five people on, and mm. and no, and no finish was there, and surprisingly gave some like like decent critiques and like mm-hmm. also like gave us the props where props was due and i was like oh maybe he's turned a corner and mm-hmm. then he immediately dove into like just ham-fisted dumb fuck takes <laughs> and then johnny and joey were like nah bro that was really stupid you're a clown <laughs> and i was like that thing this is what said? i was like this is what i came here for <laughs> so yes um, definitely jump yeah. on the hot stove for yeah. sure every week he put together a really good sort of compilation of moments uh from that one and then put it on twitter if you want to go check it out <laughs> <laughs> good dunks good insults yeah. just good hot takes and you know especially coming into uh to the playoff run there's going to be lots to talk about as far as other results happening all around the league as well i mean every week is going to be an absolute toss-up about what the fuck is going on across the league so if you want to get your hot takes in on that or just hear what other people have to say about it live and direct hit the twitter hot stoves they're always a blast and always keep on tuning into uh, after the whistle on that note uh, what else you gotta say patty 
Yeah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna close out to say like I don't like I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked for us to roll into the playoffs. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna make it. Um, I'm I'm hopeful we're gonna finish top of the table, mm-hmm. um, which would be fucking sweet after last yep. season. Yep. Um, I'm I'm ready to be tired. I'm ready to be just be super tired. I'm just yep. gonna wa- I'm gonna watch all the games going into this. I'm gonna watch the playoffs. Uh, mm-hmm. I'll turn into the hot stoves when I can. But all of you should too. Watch the teams. Support the boys. Vamos, Eddie. Let's fucking do it. Yeah.